traveling the world searching for equestrians of all breeds. The journey starts now on the International Equine Network. Good afternoon, equestrians. Welcome to the International Equine Network's uh, uh, report on Friday afternoons at 2 o'clock. Our call in number is 323. 323- Seven four 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 eight three one. Give us a call. We'll see what's going on with you and your equestrian endeavors. Uh, good weather here in South Florida. Uh, got a lot of things going on in the horse industry. And I hate to start the show off like this, but um, it's a good friend of mine. Uh, she passed away on the fourth of uh, February. Here, her name is Joanne McNamara. She's the first to be dubbed as turf meet by the turf media as exercise rider to the stars for a list of champions and world-class uh, horses she rode was amazing um yeah, she was just a heck of an exercise rider um her and i shared the same age and uh she worked with her when i was at lucas's and she's just a, a great a great uh rider one of the most talented riders that I've ever seen. Uh, it, it was just unbelievable. Some of the horses that uh, Joanne rode were Thunder Gulch, uh, the ni- uh, 1995 Kentucky Derby and Belmont Stakes winner, three-year-old champion male, Grindstone, um, 1996 Derby and Horse of the Year, uh, three-year-old Colt uh, Charismatic Derby and Preakness winner, Tabasco Cat uh, Preakness and Belmont winner, Editor's Note, the Belmont winner, uh, Serena Song, 2002 Hall of Fame inductee, Breeders' Cup uh, champion, Cat Thief. Uh, it just an endless list of what she did. And um, she was, like I said, she was one of the best. But the unique thing about Joanne, as good as she was with the horses, she was a better person. So, you know, I hate to hear that. And, uh, you know, just wanted to let you know uh, what was going on there. Okay, guys, we're going to get into this thing here. A lot of good things, hopefully, were going on. February 9th card at um, Santa Anita has been postponed due to the uh, historic rains that they've had out there. Uh, you know, it's just um, unbelievable. Like, you know, we've been talking about going to the Derby and getting your horses ready and everything that, that we had. Um the the training had been suspended for the last four days uh, for the California uh, um, protocols. Only uh, joggers uh, will be allowed on on the track Thursday, and they'll return to regular training Friday morning. Uh, providing you know the rain doesn't get really 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 bad, and that, see that's the thing that we were talking about. You got a lot of derby horses that are out there getting ready to travel and. And go and, and when you can't train and you know you get you get to a couple of days you know won't hurt you but you get three or four or five days and then you can't race and you know it just throws everything out of whack uh, on it but they've had a lot of uh, bad rain out there and you know it, it just happens and like we were talking about the uh, last couple of weeks about uh, you know you're on the road to the Derby you're on the road to going to Dubai and Europe to race and all these big races and all of a sudden, you know, you got track conditions that you got to deal with, you know, and some of these tracks, you know, have been muddy, uh, for, you know, two weeks, three weeks. Um, you know, some have been cold, ice, snow, you know, you have it all. 
and it, and it really shocks you when when you say, "Man, what am I going to do?" You know, uh, but you recover from it. Uh, but you know, now they're canceling the races today, and, and so it's going to be uh, interesting to see how they come back with everything. And, and wonder how many of the state races they'll reschedule for you know the near future. Uh, that's the big thing, uh, you know, that they have to do. Uh, Illinois Derby is back on Hawthorne's schedule in 2024. Uh, Hawthorne Racecourse has uh, uh, resurrected the Illinois Derby and hope it will step towards uh, reviving interest in Illinois racing. And that's the big thing in Illinois. When, when Arlington Park left, it, it was tough. Uh, racing was dying off there at, at Arlington, and, and I think a lot had to do with the fact that, um, you know, the, the horse people knew uh, racing was going to be leaving Chicago, and that made the, the, the big uh, big decision to sell the property to Chicago Bears, and, and then they were going to try to, you know, revive uh, Hawthorne. You know, to to get it going, and also it, it was just uh, one of those deals. You know that you you have to look at um, the two hundred thousand dollar mile and eighth uh, Illinois Derby will be held April twenty fourth, first, four weeks before Pimlico Race uh, Racecourse hosts the Preakness Stakes, uh, the second leg of the Triple Crown. And, and what I like about that is that gives uh, people a lot of options. Uh, you know, prior to going to um, you know, to the uh, the Preakness there in Baltimore, and w- one of the interesting things is is that uh, I think they're going to get a pretty good field for that because that would be a great tune-up, you know, for the Preakness, and uh, we'll see. We'll just see what happens, you know, with it. Um, uh, when the Kentucky Derby point system was introduced in 2013, um, Kentucky Derby, the Illinois Derby was left off the schedule, shifted it into mid-April. And uh, the Illinois Derby winner participated in three editions of the Preakness. So it just goes to show you, you know, that um, it, the timing was right because they had trainers and owners that were interested in going to the Preakness out of, out of Chicago. And so it made it made for a good it made for a good uh, you know a good run there at the Preakness, and they're going to be doing the same thing and see what happens with it, how how it goes. Um, you know, I, I keep saying week in and week out about uh, the horse industry. And, of course, I'm always touting it, you know. Uh, I just ha- I have to because I love the sport. It's my life. It's what I do, uh, you know, and I like it. And so when I created the International Equine Network many, many years ago, I was trying to think of all the things that, that I could do. And I ran a lot of different uh, tests and studies on uh, what the horse industry was looking for and, and basically decided to do a little bit of everything. Uh, we've got Quest for Equine Gold, which is um, show horses. We have Last Call, which is sale, sale equine sales. Uh, we've got Chucker, which is polo. Um, we've got uh, just about everything, you know, that, that we have. That you would be looking for in the industry, and so it's working. It's working for me, and I'm excited about that. Uh, you know, like today we've got America's Day at the races. We've got live racing. It's on our website. Uh, you know, today you go to it uh, and look at, look at it. It's at the Wire USA, and it's all a lot of different tracks that we'll have on there today. 
uh, we've got farm of the week. Uh, we go go to uh, different um, farms and see what they're what they're doing and you know what kind of operation they have. And we and we have show horse farms and uh, you know we have uh, standard bread farms. We have a little bit of everything, but primarily geared towards um, you know the. Um, uh, the thoroughbred industry, but you know we don't eliminate anybody. If we get a good farm of the week that we see coming up, no matter what breed they are, we'll put them up on our website to help get them some attention that, that are out there. And then we have uh, the business of the week. Um, one of the best businesses that I that I can tell you to deal with in the um, in the horse industry is Farm Vet. Uh, farm Vet, boy, you, you can order anything and have it drop shipped to you wherever you're at. Just in a phone call. And I mean, they literally have everything and they've got the experts at FarmVet that can tell you, uh, what you might need for a problem that you have. Uh, you just ask them and tell them, you know, and, and they'll tell you and they'll suggest, a, uh, you know, a product or, you know, that type of thing. And, um, then they can mail it right to you. And, and they're a good company. Uh, they're, they're, all, they're horsemen. And that, that makes a big difference. And they're good people too. You know, so that makes a great big difference. And then we've got um, Equestrian of the Week. Uh, this week we have uh, uh, Bob Baffert living the equestrian dream all around the world. Let IEN introduce you to him today. That's what we want to do, introduce you to Bob Baffert. He tells you what it's like to be in the business and the ups and downs that he has. And, you know, it's just um, it's just a good little interview there. Uh, you know, it kind of gets you behind the scenes and, and, uh, you know, he'll tell you, Bob will tell you straight out what it's like. Um, then we got our quick links, uh, on here, which I really like. I use it all the time. And, and we've got them uh, links to, uh, for example, travago.com for, tra- uh, for travel, uh, hotels and traveling. We've got the weather.com if you're going somewhere. Uh, to a show or to racing or traveling or what have you, click on there and it'll tell you anywhere in the world what the weather's like. We've got MapQuest. It'll tell you how to get there, uh, which is great. Uh, then we have uh, Walmart, of course. Uh, Walmart's kind of like, uh, you know, everywhere. I don't care where you go. Uh, you can get what you need at Walmart there. And we've got that quick link. And then we have Heisa. Uh, Heisa is a, uh, it's a, a regulatory uh, um, company that tells you anything and everything you need to know about uh, rules and regulations in the horse business, whether it's thoroughbred, show horses, standard breads. They, they got they got the information for you there. That's all you need to do is click on to them. And then we have um, equine transportation, which uh, everybody needs every now and then. Uh, I tell you. You click on there, and it'll get you right over to Brook Ledge, and it'll get you to where you need to go if you want to fly horses, if you want to uh, ship them by ground. Uh, they'll help you right there with it. It's all good uh, right there. Then my one of my favorite, I, I tell you what, if you're going to be in the equine business, you got to go with the format that the people at Hallway Feeds have. Boy, they can they can feed your horse. They can tell you uh, about your horses. If you got an eating problem, or if you got a uh, whatever problem you got with your horse, they got a feed that can you know uh, help you get the problems taken care of. 
and, and more importantly, they've got the people that are horsemen there and they're knowledgeable and they, they've seen it all and they've done it all. And I don't care where you, you're, you're in Florida, Kentucky, California, um, Hong Kong, Japan, uh, Europe, they can feed you. They feed horses all over the world. And what I like about it is you can take the feed that you're feeding here in Florida. And if you go to Europe to show, you can order that same feed and get it delivered to you in Europe. And that's a company that's, that's really, truly for the horsemen. And that makes a big difference. You know, they're a good group there. And so I suggest that if you want to feed your horse, um, you call them up and they'll take care of you. And, and nine times out of ten, there might be a local feed store that has their feeds that they carry. But if not, they can get it to you. They can get it to you. And one of the things that I just, I, I tell you, I love to watch polo. Uh, it's just amazing how these horses are, are, um, you know, doing, uh, polo. A lot of thoroughbred horses get in there. They couldn't make it on a track. They're now polo horses and they play all over the world. And you see all the rich people, you know, at the, um, at the polo matches. And, and when I went out to Wellington, uh, I sat next to uh, some people on the outside of the uh, uh, the polo fields there. They pull up and you tailgate, and here I'm sitting in, in my truck and uh, taking a look at what was going on and and everything. And a guy in a Rolls Royce pulls up, and uh, they got a guy that takes out the uh, table, puts the tablecloth on it. They put their champagne out on there, and you know they got their little uh, snacks and their foods and their hors d'oeuvres and. Here I'm sitting there in the back of my truck, and I got a bucket of Kentucky Fried Chicken and some Coca-Cola. But they became good friends, you know, and they were all there because of the sports. And that's what I like about a lot of the equestrian events that that we go to. Uh, It's not uh, what you have or who you are. It's just the the fellowship and, and the camaraderie that's there. And, and, you know, you can talk polo and you don't have to, you know, be a millionaire to, to talk polo. And it's really been interesting. And so today, um, on org, uh, we have the C.V. Whitney Cup. Uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it starts at 3 p.m. today. And it's live on uh, org. So got about 40 minutes before they have the first chucker. And um, it's it's a good it's a good show. Um, just go down and click onto it on IENTV dot uh, org, and then be sure any equestrian events that you watch on IENTV dot org always hit the enlarge enlarge the take the whole screen up. It's much better uh, uh, viewing when you do that. Uh, it's really good to see. But that's a uh, uh, the CV Whitney Cup today at 3 p.m. Eastern Time uh, on IENTV.org. And then this is when I originally started out doing what I was doing here. I said, you know, I want to cover everybody. I said, I want to be different. You know, usually in the horse industry, when you see TV or, or video or radio, you, you, it's a specific event. That you, that you go and see, you know, like the Derby Preakness Belmont, uh, like um, Three Days of Rolex, uh, you know, uh, show jumping at, at Lexington, 
the horse sales, you know, it's I kind of focused on it. So what I did is I've got uh, I've got a weekly programming schedule that I, that I'm doing put up, uh, and today uh, we have I E N rough cut how I E N started, and this was the first uh, thing that I did uh, uh, video wise uh, was our introduction to I E N. And you go on there and you click on it, and it kind of gives you uh, a look at what all we're doing here at IEN. Now, this is an old video uh, because I've been experimenting and, and going around and kind of, you know, feeling the, the, you know, everything out to see how it goes. But it's the intro to International Equine Network. And then we move over to what, what uh, is called uh, Keeneland. It's the first thoroughbred test that I did and I went out and uh, Anna Seitz was my uh, host and we followed uh, the ready, let's uh, let's go stable uh, around when they were bringing a horse named Reddy Zecco back to the uh, back to the races. He had finished third in the Belmont that year and, and they laid him off and they were getting him back and they were bringing him back to Keeneland because he ran good at Keeneland. Really did. And so what we do there is uh, we go around and, and we show you how the interviews go. Uh, there's some boots in there, and the, the, you know we we kind of glossed over, and, and um, you know it's it's really good. It's it's behind the scenes of what it's like to uh, be at race day, and Anna did a real good job with it. Uh, uh, good interviews, and, and you know it, it was just fantastic, and, and you can kind of see how. Um, Reddy's Echo ran in his return uh, to, you know, racing. Uh, you can see that. It's exciting to watch him run. It's a good race, you know. And we talked to the jockeys, and we talked to, um, you know, like I said, the owners. And it's just really good. It shows you what, what all goes into, um, you know, putting a race together uh, for TV, especially live. You know, it makes it tough. But Anna did a real good job. And then I got to thinking about you know, doing all this, and my whole goal in International Equine Network is to promote the equine industry uh, by doing these little programs, making them interesting, you know, to watch, and just not like, you know, it's uh, 10 minutes to post time or, you know, 10 minutes to, uh, you know, jump off time and uh, anything like that. What I want to do is make it interesting for people to to look and see, you know, and, and watch. And the one thing that I, I have on there in the International Equine Report that, that I think is probably really interesting to just about any and everybody, um, we go state by state and we go um, breed by breed, event by event, and we give uh, a little thing uh, on the horses, what they're like. Now, today we have on there the state of Florida and we have the Florida horse. And they, they tell you exactly how important a Florida horse is to, you know, the state economy of the state of Florida. And we do this state by state, and we do it breed by breed. And, you know, it's really good because every state's a little different. Uh, you know, it's really interesting to see. And like I said, the Florida horse is really a good little, you know, 10-minute deal, 12-minute deal there. It kind of shows you what the, the industry is about, and it covers all the breeds in, in that little uh, documentary, and that was provided to us by the, the Florida Ag Department. 
Uh, we've got a lot of agriculture uh, uh, programs that we're trying to get out and, and, you know, get people to look at. And that's what it's all about is educating and giving information. And hopefully, you know, people will watch some of our programmings here and go out to a local equine event in, in the area they live in. But um, it was interesting. Uh, I got the thing in today uh, from our blood horse, our friends at Blood Horse Magazine. Um, the Florida equine power confirmed by economic study. Now the power of the of the horses here in Florida is just will blow your mind. You know, you just don't think about it, uh, uh, but it's unbelievable. This is Florida thoroughbreds contribute three point two four billion dollars annually to the Florida economy. That's a lot of money. That is a lot of money when you think about it. And you really don't see, you know, uh, that many people you think, how many people is it going to take to generate that kind of money? You know, it's just about everybody in everybody's neighborhood. Uh, they're going to Burger King, they're going to uh, Publix and Winn-Dixie, and, and they're buying gas, and they're going to Walmart, and they're going to the doctor, and, you know, they're going to get new cars and used cars. And, and the horse industry, no matter what state you're in, literally touches any and everybody that lives there. That, that's that's the fact. And the people that live here in Florida get $3.24 billion annually from, from this uh and from the uh, the horse industry, you know, and I don't think a lot of people realize that. Uh, the, the study was uh, commissioned by the American Horse Council uh, to reaffirm the status of the Florida equine industry, especially thoroughbreds, uh, racing as a major sport in, in agriculture and in industry. Um, you know, that, that's one thing that, uh, uh, you know, that just blows your mind. And I'll give you a good example. One in five Florida households participate in the equine activities and more 30% register as horse enthusiasts, having owner participation and spectator status. Florida lands uh, dedicated to the equine industry is 561,000 acres that, that, that are here in Florida that are dedicated for the horse industry. But when you think about one in five people, now think about that when you go and standing in the grocery line ready to check out your groceries, you look at five people there and, you know, theoretically and statistically, one of those persons in that five in that line could be in the horses industry. You know, and, and that's, that's what we think about here at International Equine Network. We want to, um, we want to get out as much information as we possibly can. And used to, you know, you'd have to do it in print. You know, you'd have magazines and newspapers and all that kind of thing. You know, and, and that's the way they used to do it. But they still do it that way. But now everything has gone, you know, digital. Uh, you go to the websites, you know, you got your iPhones and you got your computers and your laptops and, you know, and everything. And so that's what we're doing here at the International Equine Network. We're making um, information on the horse industry, all breeds, all states, all countries, you know, easy to go to. You know, get onto our website and, you, you know, you can check it all out, you know, that, that we have there. Uh, 
Um, we, another thing, we got coming, a uh, question and answering session up coming from Ocala. Uh, this will be on the 10th, I believe it is, uh, that we're going to have there. Um, it's going to be a question and answer with, with myracehorse.com. Uh, they're really good and they can tell you how you can get into owning a horse for, you know, relatively inexpensive. It's, it's a new wave that's coming in. And um, that'll be in the morning, I believe, yeah, that's at 10.30 in the morning. And then at 2.30 in the afternoon, uh, they have the afternoon session. Uh, and that, that'll be live from uh, Ocala, and you can uh, hear the owners, see the owners and what they're looking for and see just what a, a day in the life of an owner is. Uh, it's, re- it's really good. It's really good. And then when the... the I can't wait to get on one of these. And if I do, I, I tell you, I'm, I'm in trouble. I will be certainly in trouble for sure. That's why I'm glad I'm not married and don't have a girlfriend, don't have no kids, you know, hanging around. Because when I go to, when I get doing something like I will on this project, they got a, a, a machine, uh, now that, uh, you can, you can ride it. And it's got the video and everything and the, the, uh, machine goes up and down, uh, just like you're riding a horse in a race. But this one is show jumping. And I tell you what, it is unbelievable. You, you're, you see it from the eyes of the rider and you're riding on this, um, on this machine and you, like you're galloping along and then the horse jumps over the fence. Uh, and then you land and, and you know, it, it's great. Uh, that you can do. You can also race on them like you're in a race and breaking from the gate. And it's got the, the, the sense around sound and it's got the TVs and, and it really makes you feel like you're, you know, on a horse, you know, riding and show jumping and, and racing and that type of thing. But see, this is the kind of information that we like to get out for the, for people to, uh, go and see and participate in it. You know, and kind of see what it's like. So let's say, for example, if you go to uh, one of these facilities, uh, you can get on a horse and ride and see what it's like in the Kentucky Derby. And then you ride, uh, and then you watch TV, uh, the Kentucky Derby. And, you know, you can kind of like say, Hey, I've been there and did that, you know, type of thing. And then they got the show jumping and polo. They got everything on these videos now that you can do, you know, and it gives you the real deal. And then we have, um, at the wire, uh, at the wire is really uh, a good program. We feature Aqueduct today is live right now. Uh, Oakland uh, from New York, um, Oakland Park uh, today is live from Hot Springs, Arkansas, is there. And then we've got Tampa Bay Downs over at Tampa that, that's live. Plus, we have at the wire on our um, uh, week, weekly tour that. Uh, uh, it's running still too. So we got four different, uh, you know, live, uh, racing on it. And like I said, we've got live polo on there. And we also have, um, a quest for equine gold. Uh, they got the, um, they got the $62,500 Bainbridge, uh, jump off at Wellington today. And that, that's live. If you go there to us now and take a look at it, um, it, it really is a good, good show to watch there. And, uh, well, you know what I like is I can watch it from here in the office here at Sunshine Meadows, and I can watch our kids that just left and went up there this morning to show today. And, and that's what I like about that. And I don't miss anything, and, 
And uh, if the grooms and I have to stay back here at the farm to take care of the horses, they can literally watch their, their horses they take care of, uh, you know, here uh, showing uh, up at uh, Wellington. But that's quest for equine gold, and it's live. It's a $62,500 Bainbridge jump off. And then, you know, it, it was kind of interesting. Uh, we got from the Polo Association. Um, USPA, we got a, a little project going with them and sport. It's called the Sport Horse Sport of Horses episode uh, one, I think it is, and it's about polo horses. So that that's a good informative uh, thing that you can uh, see. And if you like polo and you want something to do on a Saturday or Sunday afternoon, yeah, you, know, you come down here to. Um, uh, Florida, you can go over to the Polo Hall of Fame over on Lantana and, and take a look at that. It's really a nice a nice thing that they have, which is good. And that's on our show, Chucker, which is all Polo. We've got Quarter Time, which is um, all about AQHA. And, and all. And it's the road to the million dollars starts here. Uh, it's, it's a real good you know, thing about the Quarter Horse Association and uh, very entertaining. And then the the main thing that I always wanted to do was create uh, something about the Derby, and because I, I grew up wanting to go to the Derby, and you know couldn't wait to get go to the Derby. Uh, went to school. I was going to be a, a football coach and and a school teacher, and that lasted about three years, you know, for me. I said, "He was." I said, "I got to get back to the horses," and also. I did. I came back and got back with the horses. And then I started thinking about, you know, oh, gee, was this 30 years ago? I started thinking about all these things. And then I said, well, you know, I said, what can I do to get people interested, to get the information out? That's how I got IENTV.org. You know, got a nice website, a lot of videos. And that's, you know, that's the distribution of equine information all over the world. And uh, we went to BBS to, to do that. They cover a multitude of countries, and, and they, they were the perfect platform to get information out about what I'm doing. And I don't care if you're a, a golf enthusiast, if you're a painter, uh, whatever you do, if you want to get information to a lot of people, you go to BBS Radio, hook up with them, get a podcast going, and I mean you're good to go because you're going to get you're going to get the people in all walks of life, all countries. But um, how they get there, the 2024 Kentucky Derby was probably the first seed that was planted in my mind about the industry. Because I was very fortunate in my career. Um, I was in 17 Kentucky Derbies over the years. Uh, it was, it was really good. Uh, you know, I worked for Wayne Lucas, Shug McGahee, uh, One Star Farm. Uh, you know, it was just an endless every year, you know, a derby thing. And so people would come out and talk to me and ask me, you know, what it's like to be around those kind of horses and, you know, be a part of the Derby, you know, uh, and, and also I got to thinking, I said, I'm going to create a little documentary 
And right the week before Derby, it's going to be a full-fledged one-hour documentary. But to show you how I put it together, and, and like I did at Keeneland, how we did the rough cut and started everything, you know, up at Keeneland. What, what I have on the website now is called How to Get There to 2024 Kentucky Derby. In the first segment we do, the journey starts here with the owner. So we go behind the scenes and we watch the owners and see how they make their plans for the Kentucky Derby. How they, how they, uh, you know, buy horses, uh, or do they breed them? Uh, how they select a trainer and jockey. Uh, you know, they do all those things. And so once the owner does that, then he gets his trainer and he, gives the horses to the trainer and said, you know, what can we do with these? Can we get to the Kentucky Derby? You know, and so the trainer takes them under his wing and he starts training them and saying, you know, there's a possibility, you know, he's good. He's doing what we're asking of him, you know, uh, and, and that's not a problem. He, he's healthy. He's doing good. So, you know, it's really, it's really uh, interesting to see how the trainer, you know, does what he does. And we're following Todd Pletcher. Uh, which is, uh, you know, second to none, really. Uh, 30, uh, $33 million a year average. He's multiple trainers of the year. Uh, Kentucky Derby winners, Breeders' Cup winners. Uh, you know, he's got them all. You know, it's just unbelievable how they do that. So you'll find out who Todd Pletcher is and where he's going and how many horses that he's got uh, pointed for the Derby this year. And he's got several. And he's got a couple that are running in the Sam Davis over at uh, Tampa uh, this Saturday in the, in the Sam F. Davis Stakes. It's a it's a Derby uh, qualifier, and uh, he's got two in over there. And it's going to be interesting to see how they do. And another thing, what makes it good for me is Todd's at our Palm Beach Downs uh, Training Center here in Delray, and so I get to see all of his horses training. He's got 126 plus horses with us in Palm Beach Downs. And uh, over the last 10 years, that's what our, all of his derby winners and his Breeders' Cup winners and all have spent the winter training. And also it, it makes it nice for me because, you know, I'm behind the scenes and I get to see these horses, you know, and, and know exactly what they're doing. But that's when you meet the trainer and the jockey we got with Feet Pin Kai. Um, that's on, on there, uh, this, that we, we followed. And then we're going to be following, uh, one of Todd's jockeys, uh, that are on the way to the Derby. And we're going to see just exactly, you know, how, uh, how they're going to do. It's going to be interesting to see because there's a lot of good jockeys out there right now. And, you know, they're, they're trying to find out who they're going to uh, ride, you know, that type of thing. Um, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, what goes on with it. Uh, and how they select the jockey, you know, that's going to be this interesting part, you know, uh, how they do that. Uh, so, you know, that, that's interesting. Then we've got equine transportation. How do the horses get to the derby? Is it by truck? You know, van, do they land them there? Do they fly them there? Uh, you know, how do they get them there? Especially the ones that are coming over from Europe and Hong Kong and China and, and uh, Japan. Um, you know, how do they get them here? We'll show you how they fly, how they get on the vans, how they travel. And then the most important thing, before you do anything, you got to have a horse that can run. And if he can run, then you got to have a blacksmith to keep the shoes on. 
and so you can see how they get the shoes nailed on and you know and Steve Norman will tell you exactly what's going on with them and what you have to do and that's interesting in itself because people don't think about horses when they're running they got an aluminum shoe on them and uh, they got to be fitted and how they're uh, made so that they fit them like us getting a pair of shoes uh, if you got a good fit you can do you can walk forever and that's what they do uh, with, you know, the blacksmith uh, there with Steve Norman. And then again, it goes back to uh, how do you power these animals? Um, you know, you got the feed company. You got the hallway feed. It's a good little uh, uh, thing that uh, that they do. Um, so, you know, it, it's uh, very interesting. And once you feed them, you know, uh, you, you try to get them to the derby, you know, on a good, healthy diet. And then we have the equine sales. Uh, equine sales, uh, we go behind the scenes at Keeneland and see what, you know, what you have to do to, uh, buy, you know, a horse, uh, you know, to get ready for the derby and, and all. So we, we do that. And, you know, again, like I'm saying, we're just trying to educate everybody. We're just trying to get everybody to, you know, look at the horse business. You know, it's not going to cost you anything. You know, if it's raining outside, you come to our website, you can take a look at it. You can see, you know, all kinds of equestrian events all over the world, some live, some take. And, and that's what's good, you know, to do that. And the, the, the sales, no matter whether it's thoroughbred, standard reds, or show horses, you know, or what have you, you can Google equine sales, and they're probably a sale in your area. It could be from a, a backyard sale all the way up to, you know, the Keeneland, the Fazic Tipton sales, the, the golf sales over in Europe, uh, you know, that that type of thing, um, and where they sell for millions, you know. And what I like about it is, is it's kind of exciting. Is um, you, You're looking at the horses and you say, oh, well, you know, I wonder how much you're going to go for. You know, you go for $10,000, and then all of a sudden the horse – Next horse in the thing might go for a million, two million, two million, three million. Uh, you know, and that's what I like about the sales. And you can watch them on our website live. You can watch them on our website live. And you got we got shows on there that'll educate you what they're looking for, how they're looking for it, and then and how they get there. We talk about the Kentucky Derby prep races is what we're looking at. We got um, the Sam Davis uh, this week live from Tampa. And that's Derby qualifier. Um, on, on the prep races that we have here now, uh, you can go to uh, Kentucky Derby prep races and you can see the results of, of the Southwest Stakes. It was from Hot Spring, the Holy Bull from Gulfstream, and the Robert B. Lewis that was at Santa Anita last week, and they all Derby qualifiers. So that, that's that's really good. And then probably the most exciting part of the whole thing is the decision to run in the Kentucky Derby. This is what the owner has to get with the trainer, the jockey. Uh, and, and let me tell you, I, I've been around all, 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 a lot of big horses that have won the Derby. And let, let me tell you something. One thing for sure, the owner takes into consideration everybody. He wants to know how the, the hot walker that walks a horse every day feels how the groom feels, how the exercise rider feels, how the uh, uh, jockey feels, how the trainer feels, uh, about, you know, what do they think is their chance. 
of, you know, just even running in the derby, much less winning it. So the owner's got a lot of decisions to make, and then he makes his decision. And, you know, if it's go ahead, then you you get back with your feed dealer, you get back with your uh, blacksmith, uh, you get back with your transportation people and say, hey, we're going to the derby. Let's make sure that everything goes smooth. And, and all then you just hope and wait, you know, that nothing happens to the horse and you can get to the derby, get to that starting gate. And then, of course, we got the 2024 Kentucky Derby, which you can see here on IENTV.org, or you can watch it on NBC Live, or you can do go to, go to the Derby. And, um, and, you know, I would suggest at least go to the Derby once, once, once in a lifetime, you know, and, and I would go uh, to the Derby and enjoy the experience because next time you watch horse racing, it's that much better. You know, especially with the Derby. And what people are doing now, it's kind of interesting. Uh, a lot of people uh, go to the Derby, experience that excitement of Derby Week. It's 10 days of uh, parades and, and you know, sales. and they got, they got everything there. The 10 days of Derby between Lexington and Louisville, you can go down and, uh, and watch three-day Rolex. You can watch show horse jumping. Uh, you can watch just about any and everything that, that's there. You can go to the sales at Keeneland. Uh, you can literally go there. You don't have to be a horseman. Uh, you can go as a spectator and you can get your, uh, catalog when you walk in the door and then you can watch them sell the horses and some sell for millions. And that's all part of Derby Week. And then you got, the, uh, the Pegasus Parade. You got the steamboat races uh, with the Bell of Louisville. And, uh, that's always, uh, a good thing to go to. You got the Bloom Glow. Um, you got racing at Churchill, uh, you know, that weekend. You can go up there and kind of see what it's like before the Derby, you know, and, and the Oaks get there. And so they got a little bit of everything, you know, there in Louisville those 10 days. And, and you know, it's, it's kind of worth going to. But again, like I said, we're just trying to, uh, get everybody out to, uh, you know, look at everything. And then the, uh, we, we got a we got a thing here that uh, I like is uh, well it was, this is from last year the 2023 can, uh, Triple Crown races um, you can hear uh, one of the traditions they have is the Kentucky Derby you can hear my old Kentucky home you can hear Dan Fogelberg's uh, Run for the Roses and then you have the um, uh, United States uh, Navy Glee Club sings Maryland, my Maryland. And what I like uh, about these three segments, it's a musical aspect of the traditional Triple Crown. And I really like that. And so we got the Kentucky Derby, the Preakness, and the Belmont Stakes. You know, you can hear New York, New York. Um, it's really good. And speaking of the Belmont Stakes, it's going to be uh, at Saratoga this year because they are remodeling and they're rebuilding uh, the Belmont. Uh, the Belmont track is what they're doing. And so that, that's really, uh, um, gonna be a sight to see. Uh, in which they're gonna re, they're gonna rebuild Pimlico too. Churchill's has almost rebuilt. Uh, so, you know, they really make it, uh, you know, uh, something for you to come and see. That's, that's what they're doing. And that's our, uh, it's called an, an American, uh, Triple Crown, an American tradition. And, uh, so that, that's the three races there. But this is the one that, that I like the best because I get, I really get into this. Um, we have, uh, 
a thing called the Triple Crown Tradition coming soon. And what it is is we go to Churchill Downs, and we have um, all the different things like the burger and, and, and you know, the, the hot browns, and you got everything. You know, all the traditional foods of, of um, uh, the Kentucky Derby. And so my idea here was to get uh, a jockey, an owner, and a trainer to have a cook-off uh, before the Derby. And we'll get a winner. We'll get one winner out of there. It could be an owner. It could be a jockey. It could be a trainer. And they're going to give their best, uh, their best recipes for the Kentucky Derby. And, you know, we don't know what it's going to be, but, you know, we're sure it's going to have burger and, and the mint julep and, and, uh, you know, barbecue, uh, for Kentucky. And then for, uh, for the Preakness at Pimlico, uh, you know, it's probably going to be seafood. Uh, you know, because seafood is a big part of the, the Maryland tradition in, in Pimlico for the Preakness. So, you know, we'll see that and see who's got what there. And then we have the Belmont steaks, which I'm sure it's going to be some type of steak, you know, or, you know, a real, you know, high-end, uh, you know, food and, you know, that type of thing. And, then, and we can see what kind of the Belmont uh, jewel uh, uh, what they have for their drink, uh, the Pimlico drink, and the, um, you know, the Kentucky drink, the, the mint julep. They all have their, their different ones. And then we got people that are sending recipes in there, uh, you know, that type of thing. We got, uh, Kentucky recipe, Kentucky hot brown cake. Uh, that's really, that's really good. I like it. You know, but the, it's the triple crown tradition coming soon. So I took it a step further after each one of the tracks. I said, now what can we do? I've got a winner from each track. Could be an owner, could be a trainer, could be a jockey. Okay, I take each one of those tracks, their owners, and then at Breeders' Cup time, we go down, we go to the Breeders' Cup, which will be in California, and we're going to have a cook-off. We're going to have, see what track produces the best, the best of the best. Just like they do in the Breeders' Cup. You got the best of the best horses coming from the Breeders' Cup. They have two days of racing and they have every division in, in the thoroughbred industry, uh, turf, sprint, distance. Uh, you know, they got it all. And then at the Triple Crown, uh, uh, finale, we'll have the best food. Who has the best food? That's what I'm looking forward to. And, you know, we'll know, we could have three owners, we could have three jockeys, could have three trainers, or a combination of all of them. You know, so we're going to, we're going to do that with, and I'm excited about that. So after years and years and years of thinking and, you know, kind of putting things together and seeing, you know, what we're going to do with this, uh, project. Now, now I know I'm pretty, pretty much into, uh, you know, what we're going to be doing with it and everything is going to be based out of this, out of this podcast that we're doing here. So looking forward to that. So speaking of the Derby and all the big things, what we're going to look at now is we're going to look at the Derby Dozen, Byron King's Derby Dozen presented by Spence Thrift Farm, uh, courtesy, information's courtesy of the Red Horse Magazine. Well, We've had some little, just a few changes here. And, and what I like about the Derby Dozen is it's the most accurate, uh, piece of information that you can get to. 
uh, you know, it's it's really down to to everything. And um, this week uh, we had fierceness uh, was a Breeders' Cup champion last year, Horse of the Year. Uh, he made he made his comeback in uh, uh, the uh, Holy Bull down at Gulfstream. He didn't he, he ran good, but not what you know he he showed that he could do. So he rearranged everything. So Darnage um, uh, is uh, hit the top of the list today. Uh, West uh, West Pace is racing. R.A. Hill Stable, Belmar Racing, uh, are the and and breeding, uh, and two eight two eight racing and Pine Racing Stables. Danny Gargan's the trainer. He got a lot of owners there. He got more horses and more owners. He got horses up there. Um, uh, he he was really a, a good horse. This this horse is good. Um, Churchill Downs, he ran good there. Uh, the Bafford trained horse uh, that he ran against, Nios, uh, w- was good. And it was it was always something, you know, uh, going with him there. Uh, th- this horse, he's just crazy. He's the full brother to Kentucky Derby winner, Madge. And this horse is really coming along. I- I'm not going to say he's green, but he's young. And, and he's got the right mind, and he's got—he's he, very athletic. He's very athletic, and uh, his his next start is going to be uh, going to be—I believe it's—they're going to take him on to um, the Fountain of Youth on March second. Is what they're going to do with him? Uh, he's over at uh, Palmetto's Training Center, and here in Palm Beach County. Oh man. Uh, of the 20 horses that are running the Derby, 15 of them will be out of Palm Beach County here, and so that that'll be good. But this is a good horse. Uh, he's training, like I said, at Palm Meadows. Uh, he's he's doing very good. Um, they they can't ask for anything any better. And then we have Fierceness, which is trained by Todd Pletcher, and he's owned by the Repole Stable, and uh, our Repole Stable, Mike Repole Stable. Um, he was a champion two-year-old uh, horse. He, he made his debut in a Holy Bull against these other good horses there, and you know it was pretty good. Um, he, he he just wasn't ready to run in that kind of competition. You know he'd been off since last November, so that that was an uh, interesting thing there. And then. Uh, Fierceness to show you the competition that that's in the Pletcher stable uh, that we have down here. Locked, um, Locked is trained by Todd Pletcher. He's a gun runner, Colt, and I mean he can run. This horse can run. Um, he he breathes last week. Uh, he hasn't run since December. Uh, he's really, really, really looking good. Uh, I tell you. We're going to see what's going to happen. He's in a Sam Davis tomorrow uh, over here. At, let's see, make sure that we're right on that. Uh, the Sam Davis is coming up, and let's see. Uh, no, no, Todd didn't get him in over there. Uh, they're going to wait. They're going to wait on him because uh, the Sam Davis, which is a Derby qualifier, like I said, is Saturday uh, out here. And said that uh, 
said he's going to miss a planned start for Sam Davis at Tampa Bay Downs, provided this setback because uh, he had a fever. And said so they're going to be looking, you know, for something down uh, uh, down the road for him. But you know, it goes again. It goes back to you know, like all the things that you plan. You know, you plan weather condition, plans everything. You know, and then he runs it, and he comes up with a little bit of a uh, of a fever. And so the, the most important thing is the is the health of the horse, and that's what they're doing there. Track Phantom. Well, I tell you, boy, this doggone horse is a runner. Uh, he's trained by Steve Ashmussen. Uh, I mean, this horse can flat out get it. Uh, he he is a typical Ashmussen trained horse. He's going to give everything you out and leave it on the track. That's what he's, what he's going to do. Uh, his next race will be the Risen Star. Uh, it, uh, and I tell you what, he, he's going to be, he's going to tear the fairgrounds track up. I mean, he he will. He, he's going to be good at it. Um, we got Sierra Leone. Um, Susan Magner uh, trains this horse, or she ha- owns this horse. And I, I tell you, he, he's a good horse. Um, he's a good horse. Um, I don't think I don't think he's been into the, you know, uh, into the competition like he should like he should have or could have been. Uh, Chad Brown has him. Uh, he was at uh, uh, Payson Park Training Center, and so we'll see what happens. You know, with him there, he's he's coming off a layoff. Uh, then we have uh, Forever Young, uh, it's a Japanese horse. Uh, he shined in Japan. He said he he just uh, head and heels above everybody else. He's coming over, uh, you know, to to see him. Uh, I mean, this just gets uh, it gets better and better. Uh, Timberlake, um, this horse is a good horse trained by Brad Cox. Uh, he can do the distance. He's going for the Rebel Stakes in February 24th at Oakland. And we got Nash as uh, an, another Brad Cox trained horse. Uh, you know, he, he's been against uh, uh, you know some of the horses that have been running. He knows what it's all about. Uh, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see, uh, you know, I don't know why I like this horse. I don't know why it just, it just got me puzzled. And I said, what the heck did I pick this horse for? You know, I said, man, oh man, I said, this honor, uh, it's an honor code horse. And I'm sitting there thinking like, wow. You know, what's this horse going to do? You know, I just looked at him and I said, holy cow. And I looked at his bloodline and everything there for his bloodline is right there. You know, it's right, it's right. Everything says yes. But I said, I don't know why I really do like it. It's called Honor Marie. And uh, I said, holy cow. I said, what's this horse going to do? He fits the bill. If you were to write a, a on a piece of paper, what kind of horse you wanted to run in a derby? This is it. I mean, this is it. Um, I don't know. He's going to be uh, Honor Maria. I think he'll be able to get, he's going to go to the Risen Star. They're going to find out what it is, you know, about him. Uh, you know, betting horses is a funny deal. Or looking at horses is a funny deal. 
you look at the bloodlines and see what they got. Uh, you know, it's just, you know, it's just interesting to see. And, you know, I'm telling you, I'm going to name a horse, you know, that's what I'm going to do. Cause I say it all the time, but having said that, uh, I think that, uh, the Derby this year is, is wide open. I think it's really wide open and we have, like I said, all these, uh, races that, the qualifying races like the, uh, like the Tampa Bay Downs, we've got the uh, uh, Sam F. Davis, there's a 12-horse field. Now, out of this 12-horse field, I don't know how many of them, you know, will come out, you know, ready to roll. Because you've got two, maybe three races to get into your horse before the Derby. And, and I'm, I'm saying I'm going with two. you got to make sure you got the points. And if you place well in, in the Sam Davis this weekend, then you're going to have to have one more race at least to get your points to get in. And it's going to be interesting because after the Sam Davis, we got uh, coming up the uh, Tampa Bay Derby. Uh, we've got um, the Florida Derby, Arkansas Derby, Louisiana Derby. So you kind of kind of limit yourself when you get going, you know, this late in the year, and you got two two races to go. And the worst scenario is the fact that if you, well, like Sam, like Sam Davis, you got 12 horses running in there. That's a full field. And I can guarantee you that there's going to be horses that are going to, going to race. They're going to be competitive. And when they come out of that race, it's going to take a lot out of them. It's going to take a lot out of them. And then you got to think about the next race you're going to run, whether it's the Tampa Bay Derby, um, you know, just what, whatever it is. You know, can you be ready for that? And then can you recoup enough for for the Derby? And what it's like, and, and the best thing I can compare it to would be like, uh, you know, the World Series. You got to play, you know, seven games, you know, stretch. You got to prepare for that. It would be like, um, uh, you know, NFL playoffs, uh, NBA playoffs, NCAA basketball. You know, you, you got to put it all on the, on the court. You got to put it all on the track. You got to put it all on the field every day from here on out. That's what you got to do. Can't afford any setbacks right now. You know, hard luck hits you, you're in trouble. You know, bad weather hits you, you're in trouble. There's a lot of things you got to do to it. And I'm telling you, it's going to get tough here. It's going to get real tough here. Uh, you know, I'm telling you, it's going to be interesting. But what I want you to do is, like, go to the website and take a look at it. You know, you don't have to listen to me ramble on when you go to the when you go to the website. You you got professionals on there. You got the real good camera people. Uh, you know, those camera people almost good enough to be working over at BBS and all. But um, you know, there's just a lot of think about. And the whole point of this project every Friday that I do is I'm a terrible golf golfer costs a lot of money to uh, play golf, but I can afford a podcast at BBS Radio, and that makes me happy. And I don't care if I have any listeners. But well, the good thing about no listeners is, you know, you don't get criticized. And I like that because I walk out of my chair and go back out on the farm and say, "Wow, that was a good show. That was a good show." And I like that. 
you know, but if I got somebody criticizing me, boy, I walk out of here, I'd be sad. I'd be kicking the cat down the road. And I'd be doing all kinds of things. I'd be crazy. But um, like I said, uh, International Equine Network is about equestrian information distribution of all breeds in all countries. So if you got a question, if you got you know need to know anything, just give us a call at five six one four six six one two seven two or i e n equine tv at gmail dot com. And I'll answer all your questions, and we'll get you hooked up in, in, in the right direction. And, you know, hey, go do something equestrian this weekend. Google equine, uh, you know, uh, uh, information uh, in your area, and you'll find, you'll be able to find something there. But uh, tune in next week, and if you tune in next week, I'm going to be giving away to the caller, to a caller, I'm going to be giving a, a 2024 Kentucky Derby mint julep glass away to the first caller I get next Friday. So this is Scott Miller from Delaware Beach, Florida, Sunshine Meadows Equestrian Village, Palm Beach Downs, saying next week, call me.